My name is Star. Two R's. Daddy named me that. Garden Heights. Mama and Daddy says our life is here because our people are here. Out of the car. Yo, Star, you okay? Go back where he told you. Khalil, I'm not playing. Go back where. <laughs> what did you do? Today, Garden Heights is reeling after the shooting of a 17-year-old black teenager by a white police officer. We live in a complicated world. It doesn't seem that complicated to me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Sips and Scripts. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm Kyla. And tonight we are going to be talking about a 2018 release, The Hate You Give, directed by George Tillman Jr., it stars Amanda Steinberg, Regina Hall, Russell Hornsby, uh, has guest appearances from Common, Issa Rae, and Sabrina Carpenter. So we're going to be talking to actually my cousin, Cassidy. Uh, she uh, let me know that this is her top movie. Uh, we'll kind of dive a little deeper on if it's her actual favorite movie or just kind of the best one she's seen here recently. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, so yeah, Kyla, you ready sure, to do this? Sure, let's get it going. All right, here we go. Let's get Cassidy on the line. So, Cassidy, before before we get started on this movie, yeah, you got your drink by you, correct? Kylie, you yes, got sir. your drink by you, correct? All right, here we go. Let's raise our glass and toast to the internet. Before we go, Cassidy, what are sangria. we drinking tonight? Red sangria. Yum. This is going to give me a <laughs> headache. <laughs> but uh, clink, clink, clink. Cheers Please, to you all. Yeah. Let's have a good podcast. A headache. I love it. Oh, that's sweet. We will we will see we will see how this goes. All right. So, Cassidy, let's get into it. The hate yes. you give. One of my favorites. One of your favorites. Okay, so that, that addresses that. I was I was wondering if this is one of your this is your yes. recent favorites or this is your yes. all time favorite. One of my um recent favorites. Probably my favorite is Rugrats mm. Go to Paris. But, you know, I had to make it seem like I was a little bit growner on here. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was not expecting that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, go ahead and dive into these questions. And, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of get going. So, first question. Do you remember the first time yes. you watched this movie? The first time I watched it was about a year ago. So walk me through that. What was going on with you and your life and kind of what okay. drew you to it? So I was actually on the plane about to go to Ghana. And this was during like our, I think our 10 hour flight. I turned this movie on because it was free and I had never read or watched it. And my mom suggested watching the movie. So we've got a, a flight to Ghana and we're watching a movie that is very, very heavily racially charged. So what, what is that doing to you at that time? Um, at that moment, oh, it was a lot because I went, well, originally I went to Ghana with my classmates through L. So that's like a PWI, a public white institution. But when we went to Ghana, going there, there were so many people who are um, Ghanaian who were actually on the plane. So I was surrounded a majority of people who look like me so African descent descent so it was like it was kind of like when I was watching it I was like I'm hyped about it but then I'm also like oh the roommates are like the people I'm going to actually do the service with or like the counterparts like Caucasian so it was kind of weird but it also was like empowering and I don't know 
it was a mix of emotions. So you felt it made you feel empowered to watch it or did it make you feel nervous to watch it or both? Um, I'm always empowered by like predominantly black movies. So I felt empowered the whole time. Did any of your friends like com- like comment while you were watching it or did they watch it with you? Um, I can't remember all the way. I want to say my professor was beside me, not um, an actual like friend. So like on the plane, we oh. all had like our own headphones and our own screen. Gotcha. Did you talk about it with anybody who watched it? I think I called my mom and talked about it, but nobody on the plane. But during, like, the ride, like, I was snapping my fingers, like, clapping, like, crying, all that. So they probably were like, what's going on? But Snapping your fingers, clapping, crying. Okay, gotcha. So this, okay, so this movie really means yes. a lot to you, it's, it's fair to say. Okay. So, you know, I'm just going to jump a little bit then. Let's go to it. Your 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 top scenes then. You know, what what were the ones that were most affecting to you? And then Kyla and I will kind of okay. discuss ours you, as well. Like a top three scenes, right? Because I got a lot. Okay. Yeah, we'll go one by one. So okay. yeah, you tell us your scene. Uh, Kyla, did you want to introduce the game? The drinking game? Uh, so the drinking game, if all three of us or two of us have the same like scene that we both like, we have to take a drink. Okay. So I'm curious... If we're going to have the same scene, we'll see. So go ahead. What's your first scene that is, yeah, you would say is your favorite scene? Okay. I think I'm going to go out of order here, if that's all right with y'all. Okay. So, <laughs> go right ahead. Um, my favorite, my top three scenes, let's see. Probably an early scene is probably just like when um, Star is walking down the hallway at her school and she's explaining the difference between like, Star 1.0 versus Star 2.0. Garden Heights is one world. Williamson is another. And I gotta keep it separate. So when I'm here, I'm Star version 2. That means flipping a switch in my brain. Williamson Star doesn't use slang. If a rapper would say it, she doesn't, even if her white friends do. Hey, boo. Hey, how are you? I'm good, bro. Slang makes them cool. Slang makes me hood. Williamson Star is approachable. No stank guys are yelling because Williamson Star is non-confrontational. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Do you guys want me to explain why? Okay. Of yeah. course. We got nothing but time and, <laughs> okay. and wine. So yeah. So let, that let it flow. is one of my favorites just because um, me, I grew up in predominantly Caucasian schools. And then like, so... I don't know. I guess for most, I don't want to say most, I don't want to stereotype a lot of people, but a lot of um, Black Americans have to kind of put up like this two fronts or two folds. Oh, who said that? What was his name? Hold on. I think W.E. Du Bois. He said like it's a um, double consciousness. And so he was saying like you kind of have to have Mm. this idea of like being Black, but you also have to have like this veil that you hide behind when you go out into like society. So you can act, not necessarily act black, but be like your regular self in your home. But when you go into society, you put on this veil to like adjust to how society views you or anything like that. So that resonated. That scene resonated with me because I was like, I understand completely like what she means having to put that two folds up. No, that's that's a no, that's a beautiful point. Um, yeah. You know, I myself, uh, you know, originally from Tennessee. So and I actually went to a private school. Um, so yeah, I was surrounded by mainly white people myself and 
You know, it. I think the the interesting interesting thing about that is who you really are versus who you kind of think you are, if that makes sense. Because if I look back on my high school years, I don't think I was being someone else. I think that was just kind of me, but I think that was me based on the environment I was right. around. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what that feels like. I do now. I do know what it means to have the two consciousness of, you know, yeah, I like to, you know, hang with my friends and do hood rat shit, <laughs> but I can't do that all the time. So I get that part of it, but you know, the, the 2.0 version or the, you know, how she, I think she even uh, said something along the lines of um, if she's uh ratchet or she does something ratchet, <laughs> you know, she's the bad person. If a white person does it, they're yes. just being trendy. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. I think I butchered the quote, but it's something along those lines. And I don't think I ever had to struggle with that. I was me, um, but it was a me that was a collective of being black, go, having gone to predominantly white schools and just kind of just being me. And I think I was just kind of who I was. Um, Kyla, what about you? Did you what you know because you're coming at this from a completely other perspective as well right yeah I well and it's interesting that we that she brought up brought that up because I had I didn't grow up with that experience of going to a predominantly white school Um, I was fortunate enough that all the public schools that I went to were extremely diverse um that's good extremely diverse um so I didn't have I didn't have that experience, but I didn't want to negate her experience because she was going to a private school. So I was like, well, I went to public school and we didn't, I didn't necessarily feel that way or have to feel like I needed to hide, you know, or be um, somebody different other than I felt like, and this is for totally different reasons, but because of colorism, I felt like my blackness was challenged a lot. Um, unfortunately Mm, mm -hmm. um but then also still with having my blackness challenged um understandably now being the age that I am and knowing what I know now um looking at it from a different lens um I, I I went through that experience but then I also still felt like when I was with my predominantly white friends I felt black (laughs) like Mm -hmm. Like, it's like mm-hmm. when I was around all my friends that were white, I'm like, yeah, I'm black. But when I was around all my friends that were black, I'm like, they're like, no, you're not black. Like, you're, you're like, they let me know that I wasn't completely black. Mm-hmm. So that was mm. my experience. I didn't feel the being two different people up until I started working no, I get that. And I, I think that that kind of taps into a really interesting point of here's the interesting thing about this movie. It puts things out. I, I, I won't say all the way out there, but it puts it out in a way that you kind of have to put more into it than what it shows. So for her to say there's a star 2.0 can, can kind of get lost. But as we're talking about it, I think we all are kind of saying yeah, I, 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 I've experienced that before. I've been in a situation where I couldn't actually say what I wanted to say. Or, you know, when people are talking in a certain way, we kind of have to take a step back and say, yeah, that's cool for y'all to do that, but I can't do that. 
And I think that is the interesting thing about this movie, um, just kind of in this conversation of it is kind of talking about some universal stuff, but it, 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 it I think where it um, kind of lacks some places is it only focuses on mm-hmm. star and it doesn't really give a big universal feel. You kind of have to interject that yourself, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but it is there. And so I think that is good because it does kind of start the conversation. But, you know, are is everyone sitting down having the, the Hate You Give podcast? You know, so that's the only thing I think is missing is not being able to kind of universally see like, oh, I get what she means when she says, I have two people in one when I go to school versus when I'm at home kicking it. Like, but no, that's good. That's good. Cassie, you have anything else you want to add? Mm-mm. I'm listening. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So next scene. Wait, was that Kyla? Was that your and did you have that scene? Uh I I I guess yeah, I need to give my scene. So the scene that I chose was when Star talks with her uncle Carlos. Oh, I picked that one too. Oh, you oh. guys got a drink. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cheers, Cassidy. Cheers. So I picked that one because I felt like it, one, I'm glad that they chose to have that dialogue um, because I felt like they could have completely negated it, but they didn't. Um, And not that I'm, you know, one way or the other, but I felt like one for... I felt like it gave a good idea of how both sides of the spectrum think or thinking. It gave a little glimpse of, even though it was a glimpse of it, it it still gave an opportunity for the other side to explain why they think the way that they think. And I felt like it was a it was still a respectful conversation. It wasn't like they were yelling at each other. It was, um, and it was, she was able to respectfully point out the flaw in the way that he was thinking and without disrespecting the way and the manner in which he, they like police officers are trained. Um, because I do, I mean, I think it's not, and we're not saying that we don't value police officers and we value the work that they do. It's just that it, we're, we're taking them to task on some of the things that they might be wrong about and the, and the way that they handle situations. Definitely. Cassidy, what about you? Why, is the, why does that scene stand out to um, you? It stood out to me just because it um, was an example of racial profiling and what happens like all throughout America and how like, um, it's, it happens to anybody, really. It can easily be portrayed. And it was showing, like she said, from like a cop's perspective as well from Star's um, perspective, like showing the two different folds of people trying to really understand the system and why it was designed and questioning it. it like, even though it was a brief conversation, you could still see like Star's innocence wondering like, why is the world set up like this? And then her uncle Carlos not mm. having like an exact answer to it. So for me, it also showed that you can learn something from a younger generation. So never like neglect the um, minds of the younger Mm. or try to hear the younger people out. Because for me, like being young myself, like 23, like there's a lot of um, 
stuff that we have to say about the world or ways that we view the world. And sometimes older people block us out. But in that moment, it showed that just because you're young, you can still change the mind of someone who's older. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I agree. So uh, that's excellent. No, that's a, that's a really, that's a, that's a great point. Um, So Kyla, uh, we're going to have to add a new drinking game. And it is uh, when Justin goes against the grain. Because uh, here it comes. Um, <laughs> so I noted that uh, in my notes, I noted Common had a really tough yes. job. Yes. His cop, and this is literally what I said his cop POV explanation was delivered well and was an important conversation. Absolutely. I thought everything he said was accurate, it was honest. Um, and it's true. I, I do have. You know, I, I lived in Nashville. A couple of people I know are cops. And that is a conversation that we've had of, hey, I want to make it home to my loved ones. I do not know what you have planned. So for me to assume, oh, it's all good. No, that, that gets you killed. So I get that. And I understand that. My issue with that scene, though, was as soon as he said that, and as soon as you're like, oh, dang, that's a good point. She then turns around and says, would you have done that to a black person? Right. And then now you as the viewer are left to think, oh, wait, so is he, should he not think that? Because they never address it. They just leave it. And I feel like a stronger point would have been to say, this is such a nuanced point that there's no answer. Mm-hmm. The fact that Common answered and said, yes, I would have about, you know, would you have told the white person to put your hands up or would you have shot first? I don't think there should have been an answer. It should have just cut because we don't know the answer because it is too Mm. nuanced. And for him to give a straight cut answer undermined to me everything that he was saying. And it was just like, no, no, we need someone else. Like this movie is saying some heavy things, but you kind of, it's almost like having a drink that's too strong like, you need something to kind of counteract it. Like, you need to cut it a little bit. And I felt like that scene was the good kind of chaser of like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's look at it from the other side. We don't have to agree, but let's just look at it and then see what's going on. And then we can kind of watch the story unfold and see where we fall. But for them to say, hey, you got to think this is just a man who's trying to get back home to his family. Uh, would you do that to a white person? No, nah, probably not. And then it's like, okay, well then, yeah, all cops suck. It's kind of it's kind of where it leads you because you because you know Star came to that realization almost like when she said, "Do you know what you just said?" or "Do you know what mm-hmm. you're thinking?" Like she's basically saying, "You're all are thinking wrong," and it, that's not the case. It's more of, hey, you just got to understand that there are really some nuanced things, and you can't just look at it and as a black or white. There are a lot of in between issues when it comes to this and so that's the only reason why i didn't love it because i thought common did a great job i thought he i thought that acting was great i thought um star i thought her response was great but once they ended it with it i was like "Ah, you guys just you just cut your legs out from under you because you had a great chance to really have people question like well is yeah is that a good point or I never thought about it like that. <laughs> I think you know, took, but yeah, I, I think they took the opportunity for the the viewer to think for themselves away. 
and they yes and that's and i agree with that i feel like they took it they took it away from the viewer to be able to actually go like sit back with that and think about it for themselves um and it kind of gave a biased answer Mm -hmm. without giving any context context or any well not context but just without any well i was i don't mean to cut you but it, it took away the context yeah. Because Common was providing the context. Right. He was trying to explain why it is the way it is. And then next thing you know, it's like, no, never mind. They're, no, you guys are just all crooked. And it's like, well, well, okay. But if we live in that world, then that's a, diff- that's a totally different movie. I thought this movie was trying to ask the questions and make us think about how are we conducting ourselves right. on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis with one another. That scene kind of took it away. And that's the only reason I, I pushed back on it was just, yeah, you just took it away. Just leave it. Leave it at him talking and then have her get on her bike and go somewhere. And we're just left thinking, oh man, what happened? Or what is she thinking? Or, you know, what, like, yeah. does she listen? Does she understand? Or does she disagree? Like, I think if you, if the movie did it that way, it would be more of, oh man, I don't know what she's thinking now. Like, is she second guessing how Khalil acted? Or, you know, like, what what's going on versus him admitting that, yeah, if it was a black person, I'd shoot him. If it was a white person, I wouldn't. Well, no, we know that's, we know that's crooked. Like, there, there's no question there. That's not how they should be. But that's not nuanced. There, there's, no, there's no conflict there. That's black and white. If you're stereotyping, you're wrong. The, the, the conflict, the story is in, I don't know, is he, is he right or wrong? Did he did he mean to do it or is it is he just looking out for it? Like, you know, like, I don't know. I could talk in circles because that was just big and I'm on my third glass of wine already. So <laughs> go ahead. Carry on. It's good. No, I just get going. <laughs> so it's, it's fine. All right. Here we go. Third or yeah, this is your third scene. What's your third scene? Me? I thought that was yes. the first. Oh, yes. yes, that is too. OK. I had to think. I was like, who? Maybe I don't have too many glasses. Oh, goodness. Mm, there we go. Sips and scripts. <laughs> Are you debating your scenes? I love this. Yes. This is amazing. <laughs> Are you trying to pick one that I'm not going to disagree with? No, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I know you're always going to like find the other, the opposite side of it, but I don't know. Like, because I'm having a hard time because I want to pick this screen scene, but I think it goes into like the quote. Can I do that? Um, well, we'll do it, and then we'll 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 roll on into quotes. Yeah. I'm a professional. You can ask Kyla. Oh, okay, professional. Okay, um, I think my favorite scene, another one of my favorite scenes, would have to be when um, everybody comes home. And I think this is right after maybe start interview. No, right when they were at the um, restaurant, and their dad tells them all to line up on the um, grass, and they recite like the Black Panther points. But that part, what really stuck out to me as my favorite is when he tells them, like, they all their names have meanings. Like, he's like, I gave you power mm. in your name, so use it. And that, like, for me, that was huge because ever since I went to Ghana and, like, understood the importance of, like, a name, granted, like, I already knew a name was important, but, like, really there, they showed me the true meaning behind your name and how much it really holds weight. And so I'm like, for him to say, like, I gave you power in your name, use it. That really hit like with me before I even got to Ghana. But then like after my experience, it just even made it better because I was like, you're right. Like, I don't know. Some people choose names. Cassidy. No. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I got good news and bad news. I'm ready. (laughs) Um, 
the good news is, uh, I I agree. That was one of my favorite scenes. The bad news is, hold up your glass. You got to uh, drink. Okay. I was like, <laughs> man. That scene was powerful. And you were saying in regards to your name? I was just saying it, it just spoke so much power and it and gave me life. Or like just his whole demeanor. Like I'm jumping ahead. But I was like, he's probably my favorite character in the whole movie. Mm, okay. But I'll stop no, there. No, he... Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, we'll we'll hold that because uh yeah, I yeah, uh I have some thoughts on his performance that are positive. Let me let me start there, that are positive. But yes, I have a lot of thoughts on him. All right, so Cassidy, we just went through your favorite scenes, so let's go through favorite quotes. Let's let's see what you got. Now, for this one, Kyla, I think if for whatever reason, if you have the same quote, we're gonna have to do like you're gonna have to drink double because you know that's we, I mean, come on. We're sips and scripts. We got to do something. We got to spice it up. So, <laughs> Okay. So y'all said quotes. So I was literally like, stop movie, type words, stop play movie, type words. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're, such a, you're such a student. <laughs> yes. My brother was like, what are you doing? And I was like, this is how you got to do. Like, <laughs> okay. So my um, two of them come from Maverick. So like I said, the first one, he said, just because we got to deal with this mess, does, don't you ever forget that being black is an honor because you come from greatness. Mm. And then he said, so why are you going to be quiet? I gave each of you power in your names. Seven perfection, starlight, Sakani joy. Use it. So when you're ready to talk, you talk. Don't ever let nobody make you be quiet. And then my last one comes from Star. I think this is the very end where she says, I can't change where I come from or what I've been through. So why be ashamed of what makes me me? Mm, I mm. like that. Um, here, I'm going to stop you real quick, uh, Cassidy uh, and uh Kyla, you guys owe me a drink because I wrote down, so why are you going to be quiet? Don't ever let nobody make you be quiet. Uh, so, yeah, let's drink. Oh, man. <laughs> I kind of do want to dive into that. Um, what was it about that quote that stood out to you? Because I, I certainly have my opinions. And Kyla, as we're talking, maybe if you want to think about it, when he says, um, don't ever let nobody make you be quiet. So... For me, he said a lot. Like, that whole scene is just real powerful to me. And I think, like, for me as a Black woman, um, a lot of times when your voice finds, like, silent in society sometimes, or they just kind of tell you to, like, mm. be quiet, or that comes with, like, being, um, what do you say, marginalized from two folds, like your sex as well as your um, race. And so sometimes you find your voice getting lost and everything. So for me, when he was like, if you're ready to talk, talk, it was just so much support behind that, like behind his child. Mm. And I was like, I loved it because often like they tell you to be quiet or sit down or that's not they. But society just tells you like your voice does not matter. And that to like hear from your own mm. father to tell you like, no, you talk like your voice matters gives you so much more courage to me. Because, you know, like my dad is normally a girl's first love. So like if that's what you're getting in your household, right. then like when you go out into the world, you expect nothing less. Okay, so I what I got from that scene was a kind of a little bit of 
both of what you guys got from it. Um, from my lens, I appreciated that they gave um, they gave so much power to the black man in that moment because I feel like in our community, black men interacting with their children, it doesn't get shown too mm. often and ha- and and doesn't get shown in a way that you see a lot of daddies empowering their daughters that way you mm. know what i mean okay um, yeah no I, for sure and i appreciated that they allowed not only you know a black man but a black man that lived the life that he that you obviously you know can tell that he led you know being former you know gang member drug dealer possibly maybe did time possibly maybe you know was involved in you know watching people die maybe he was involved in the actual killing of people but in that moment he's a father and he's empowering his children and he's empowering his daughter and I felt like that shows other people that hey these men that you view from a lens of he's a thug he's a father and he has Mm. to rape you know and and so I feel like it just gave it gives a little bit more power and it just shows men that have come from that background that they can be good fathers they can be the fathers that maybe they didn't have you know what I mean Mm. Um, that's that's great sorry you know what I mean? Because usually when you see in movies, like when you see, you know, the black father, you know, that, you know, is the quote unquote, like good dad, that black father has a good job. He has an education. He, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I felt like this movie gave him an opportunity to show another side of a black man that normally gets stereotyped as a thug and as a delinquent and as somebody that is no good it gave that character an opportunity to rise above his circumstances for sure he was the catalyst for the positive and not the negative yes and a lot of times yeah the the black father in some of these movies is seen as the one who is the reason why the 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 child has the issues you know i think of uh spike lee's he got game yeah denzel spends the whole time in jail yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, of course, that's why the character is the way he is, because he never had his dad. You look at uh, Precious, her pseudo father, stepfather molested her and raped her. And it's like, so she, that's the catalyst for why she and so for this to be no, 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 no. This is a positive black man. Yeah. It doesn't matter about mm-hmm. his past. It doesn't matter about, you know, his affiliations. Right. He is a positive influence on his daughter. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is all she cares about. That's all he cares about. And as a viewer, that's all we need to care about. Um, And I think I just answered my question, why she didn't give a backstory. Because it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Because it is about what is he doing now. If you give a backstory, we might look at him as, but he can't say that. Because remember what we Mm -hmm. read a couple chapters ago and when he did the thing? And and, and so that's interesting. Because, yeah, it is just more of what is he doing Mm -hmm. now? You know? I, I even think back to, you know, just the the tragedy of Kobe Bryant passing 
and then you know everyone trying to talk about what he did in 2008 and it's like well it's 2020 he's a father of four girls and he's been nothing but a model citizen why are we going back to 2008 that's not excusing what he did in 2008 but it's asking the question why are we bringing that up when we have nothing but 12 years of a man who worked hard to correct himself to be better to educate himself and to be an example for his young girls on how they need to be strong independent Mm -hmm. women why are we going back to an incident in 2008 when we could just simply look at who he was when he does that Mm -hmm. make sense yeah well it just gives the opportunity for people to reform like you can see that people can you know rise above their circumstances and be more than what they've done in the past you know what i mean it just gives i feel like definitely that opportunity um and it also gives the viewer you know who might be the white viewer who might look at somebody like him on a reg you know out in pub like you know in general public it might make them look at them differently you know what i mean Mm. Mm mm-hmm Definitely. I was going to say, too, I I also love that. I don't know if you guys peeped this, but like on his neck was the tattoo of like the King Lords. And I love that that shows up like in every scene or it's the predominant tattoo that you can see because it reminds you like his past does not define his future. So like even though that's Mm. right there visible versus like his tattoo of his kids names, that's not as visible through the whole movie. You never forget like where he came from Mm. Mm -hmm. and how he's acting like now. No, that's great. No, that's 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 really good stuff. Maybe there's a consensus, but of course, I'm going to throw a, a curveball in it. But who's y'all's favorite character? Cassidy, we'll start with you. My favorite. It has to be a favorite, like, character or characters. No, one. Okay. <laughs> unless, you, unless you can send me another bottle of wine within five minutes, just the one. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Like, I wrote two down, though. Say the one, and then we'll see. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Maverick, then. The dad. He'll be my favorite. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so let's let's go through it. I mean, we've already sung his praises, but if you could culminate what it is about him that stands out to you in a story that really is about Star, what was it about him that made him your favorite? What made him my favorite was the pride that he instilled in his kids, like about black culture Mm. and their identity and where they came from. He never let anybody forget the whole movie, like how far they came. And to know that, like, um, for me, it was always like a sense of community for him, like in his household, all around. It was always about the community. And that resonated with me just because that's how I am. Like, I'm a community spirited person. So for him to be like that or to have like a black owned business or like as soon as all the fires happened, his first words was like rebuild. I was like, it touched me. It touched me a lot or Mm. how he was like willing to defend his family by any means. Like as soon as he dropped him off at like Carlos house, he was right back out the driveway and he wasn't scared, like stood his place and all that. So that's why he is my favorite. Like just like I said, the empowerment, the way he loved his wife, the empowerment he gave to his kids, like the role models, like even when Star brings um, her boyfriend home who's white, he was still like, he's still good. Like as long as he treats you right, I'm okay with that. 
Kyla, what about you? So I chose a random character <laughs> that I like, but I like uh, uh, the mother. Uh, but I like Regina. I love Regina Hall just in general. As- <laughs> I was gonna say, can we? Oh my God, can we not just take a couple <laughs> seconds to just highlight Regina, Regina Hall? Hall? Just. Um, God, she's good in everything. She is literally good. I love, I love watching her in movies, and every single movie I've watched her in, I've loved, I've loved her character. She's just naturally just a. You just naturally like her. Like I don't know anybody mm-hmm. that wouldn't gravitate towards her in any movie. Um, but in this particular movie, I I liked her way of. How do I say this? Um, I liked her way of maintaining her strength and integrity as a woman, but also allowing Mm. her man to be a man Mm. in a way that doesn't disrespect either. Like there's no disrespect within their diet. You know what I mean? Like they allow each other to, hold the same, you know, platform, like they stand, you know, together, you know, even though there were certain, you know, moments where they might disagree, but they still back each other up. You know what I mean? There's still, um, yeah. And the way that he allows her to be her, she allows him to be him. And like, they don't, overpower one another like she so I I like and I also liked her dynamic with her kids and her dynamic with star um I think just as a girl like in gen I think girls in general sometimes I know for me growing up um I unfortunately had a lot of friends that weren't really close with their mothers um for some hmm. reason, like, I know for me, that was the opposite. I was very close with my mom. Me and my mom are still, like, if we if she weren't my mom, she would probably be, like, my best friend. Um, I appreciated, like, when they had the dialogue, which I was kind of surprised that they brought this dialogue up between her and Star about how she still stayed with her dad after he got another woman pregnant. Like I was kind of surprised that they yeah. brought that conversation up because I was like, okay, what did this have to do with the, I mean, I, you, you kind of under, you know, that seven is his son by another woman, but you never thought that they were going to actually address it. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's not what the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not what the movie's about. Like, so I was kind of surprised yeah. on it, but I, at the same time, I felt like it gave a little bit more of uh, Regina's character, Lisa. You kind of get a little bit of a taste of her mindset and the way that she thinks. Just a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Very good. No. She was. No. She's a strong yeah, character. She's a very- and I don't. I don't. I don't think I would have believed anyone else in that role. You know, she seems like the woman that is the the down chick that's like, all right, I know you're doing your stuff, but at the end of the day, you know where home is and you know where you need to be. Yeah. And I th- I think she, she carries that better than anyone that I could think of 
Um, so yeah, no, that's that's an excellent pick. Um, short answer: It is Maverick. It is the dad. Um, but I would say the one I was most intrigued about was actually uh, the the brother Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. His story was so fascinating to me. Um, I think you really see him. Of course, he goes to the same school as Star. Right. So me being a black man who went to a private school, I'm like, I, I want to know his story. Like, what is he seeing? Then the fact that his mom is a is a, really a druggie who is in a relationship with a, the one of the biggest kingpins in the city was like, okay, that's a really interesting story. Um, the funeral scene where the mom is yelling for him to stand with them just so she can prove a point. I was just like, he's going through so much Mm -hmm. and we just get nothing from him. But the whole time he is devoted to the mission that his dad has set before him. You know, so Cassidy, you brought mention to, you know, when the bullets come to the house and he drops them off at Uncle Carlos's, Seven jumps right in the car. Sure does. And he says, I'm rolling. Like, like, it's game time. And I love that. Maverick didn't say no, no, no. You're too young, or don't. He said, "Yeah, get in. Like it, it. Like, come on. Like, I know how I raised you, and I know I can trust you in this situation. Come on in." And that was something that spoke so much about not only Maverick but also about Seven. For him, for the dad to say, "Come on. Like, I know who you are as a man, even though you're what 17." He's like, "I know who you are as a man." Come on and come on. Let's ride. Let's 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 handle business. Um, so yeah, the, I yeah he just and uh, you know it is kind of the beauty of rewatching some of these movies is the beauty of watching a movie again is because I know the main story I know what happens but I want to see how it affects the people around. Yeah. And Seven was by far the most dynamic character to me of just he has a real story to tell. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, short answer, of course, is Maverick. I, he just, um, Russell Hornsby stole every scene he was in. I mean, just from the beginning with the talk, which we never even talked. We never, no one even mentioned the talk. That was um, one of my scenes too, but. Of course it's one of your scenes. I mean, that that's that's a real powerful scene. Yeah. I would say of, of this movie, that is the most real scene um that is in this entire film right is the talk that was my and just that was my quote go ahead it was that's where my quote was from oh was it okay gotcha gotcha um so yeah i mean he stole every scene but yeah for me just looking at the the kind of the tertiary characters man seven just really just stuck out with me of like man he's really going through it during this film and just to kind of seeing how he's handling everything, even to the point where he got beat up and he was still like, yo, I'm rolling with you, Star. Like, if you marching, I'm marching. Like, it is yeah. what it is. Like, let's go. Yeah. That, yeah, he, yeah, he, he was excellent. Y'all are right. It should have been a whole series because that would have been an episode yeah. on seven. Yeah. Oh, my like God. The, the... Go ahead. No, 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 you got it. Go for it. Well, like, if you if they'd have made it a series... They, I feel like you could have touched on all these topics that were within each scene more broadly. You could get a more, a better idea of like a more in depth version of each character. You could have given more backstory to each character, even if maybe they didn't really need a whole lot of it, but just a little bit more of it. 
And I feel like it would just, I feel like you could have, I felt like they missed the opportunity to, and, and honestly, and, and but now that I think about it, because I'm thinking of like, well, maybe if they'd have made it a longer movie, but then I'm like, this is a teen melodrama. I don't know that a teen would sit longer than the time that they allotted for this movie. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, yeah, no, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Cassidy, this is, this was a fine movie. No, no judgments to you. I get, you've made some beautiful points on why it's your favorite. And I, I'm with you. This movie is 30 minutes too long. Yeah, um, it's super long. It is two hours and 13 minutes. It This movie could be a cool 140, 145, and it would get every point across that it did, that it needed to. Yeah. Um, so no, yeah, no. A longer movie would, would have not sufficed. It, I think you either make this a series yeah. or make this a shorter movie. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like even just if they'd have made it a shorter movie, it still wouldn't have done. I, I don't think they would have done the actual story of it yeah no but i think it but i think it would have forced them to keep the things that actually mattered right because one of the things that i was like why are we watching this is the prom scene that was five to eight minutes of yeah nothing yeah that was like we didn't need the prom scene that that was something that you could take out so and then there's there's a lot of stuff that i'm just like you we could chop this and we can make this better or as we were saying, if you make this a series, we can have a whole episode dedicated to prom yep. and show all the dynamics. Yep. Because mm-hmm. at that point, everyone knows she's the girl. Yeah. So that's a full episode of her talking to her supposed friend. best friend, her arguing with her boyfriend, her getting weird looks from teachers. Like you could really like stretch that out right. and make it a a real story of like, yo, we thought you were just the black girl that went to our school. You live in the hood, like you know people who get shot. Like then it really is a thing, and it's a story versus just simply her boyfriend pulling her in a limo and saying, "Hey, yo, why don't you talk to me anymore?" And it's like, we don't. Do we need to watch this right now? Right. Like I felt like that. It's I don't even like, and I get why because they probably in the book she probably has the boyfriend in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, there's a I lot just- of missing information from the book. Yeah, I, I felt like some of it wasn't, I, I agree with you, Justin, there were some scenes that even just having to do with the boyfriend that maybe weren't needed, um, but I understand. Yeah, yeah, because I would love to watch an episode on how they met. Well, yeah, and that's where I'm like, it, 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 in, in movie context, they wouldn't have needed it, but in a series context, if they'd have made it a, an episode, then yeah, it would have been better to watch, it would have been more palatable to watch it. Yeah, so I get that. I get that, but no, that's this is a this is a good talk. So, Cassidy, you got two more questions. One of them you know about, the other you did not. So, Ooh. okay, here we go. How has this movie affected your life, if at all? Mm. Feel free to cry. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. I cried all during the movie, so I'm like. Oh, I can hold it in. Cried at the exact same scenes. I'm like, ugh, it's yeah. ridiculous. So that's hilarious. But I have movies like that too, so it's okay. Cassidy, I'm gonna tell you right now that only gets worse as you get older. Uh, <laughs> as you get old, you cry at everything. Laugh at me. I'm already a crier. They just gonna make fun of me my whole life. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> hmm, how's it affected? This is the one question where I was like, huh, I don't know. Like, it gave. 
so much to me. Like, I don't know, like I was telling y'all, like it gave me a sense of like empowerment, like um, to talk about issues. It gave me like more confidence to have these conversations because I could see myself kind of in star. Mm-hmm. So I was like to mm-hmm. have these conversations with your friends or actually like surround yourself with people who not, well, I don't know, you kind of surround yourself with people who believe in the same cause as you, but people who are just willing to have those open conversations about the system that we live in and why it's mm. the way it is. Right. So it like, it was eye opener for me to like have that foundation like that first needs to start in the home. Like we need to have these conversations before we just let our kids go out here to the world. Cause if not, the world will show you a certain way or that's when mm. stereotypes or racial profiling and all that comes into consideration. I'm like, it really like showed me that the home is the foundation mm-hmm. and like the power you have, like I said, in your name too. So like, even though I'm 23 and I'm not having kids forever, probably till I'm like 50, I might just get a dog. But anyhow, <laughs> I'm like, it took me like, besides like just naming a name, just because like it sounds cool or something. I'm like, I really wanted to have like power behind it to have meaning like as to why I picked a name for somebody else to come into this world. Because like, if I can give them just that sense of power and their name, I know when they go out into this world, that's crazy or filled with like people who might judge them. I know that what I've stored inside of them is good. So nothing outside will be able to affect them. Or at least I hope. Mm. That's kind of how it Mm. affected me. And then I went home and I read the book and I was just so into it. And I got to read her second book, but. Yeah, it just gave me Beautiful. like a sense of like black pride and community and really wanted to give back to like the black community in general or just communities like marginalized communities in general. Come like there's so much work that still needs to be done. Mm. Well, you know, you can't fix, you know, what is it, 500 years of, you know, yep. wrongdoing in what, 50, 60 years, you know, you can't, mm-hmm. can't like. Rome wasn't built in a day, so neither is, you know, change doesn't happen, you know, within a second, you know. Mm-hmm. So right yeah. now we're still living in that second, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that's what the number one takeaway that I got from this movie that I do, because I'll, I'll be honest, Cassidy, this wasn't my favorite movie that I've ever watched. However, I appreciate the movie for what it for what it is and for the meaning and the message and for you know it being you know for teens and for you know young women you know if it if if you as long as you got something from it that's all that matters that's all that you know at the end of the day you know I feel like this movie might not have been made for somebody of my age but mostly for somebody of your age and younger and so I can appreciate it through that lens and through that perspective that it gave you that empowerment. Thank you. You're welcome. That's Thank beautiful. You. That's Thank beautiful. You. I was going to say, yeah, I'm not going to add anything to that. I was like, Justin, um, you got a follow-up? No, 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 yeah, I'm not, no, 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 no. I, I love women boosting up women, so I'm not adding anything to that. Um, so, all right. So the last question, not even really a question, uh, but the last task we have for you. So, Cassidy, I'm going to need you to uh, make sure you get a good sip of your drink because Kyla is going to put 20 seconds on the clock. And I need you in 20 seconds to tell anyone listening 
who has never seen The Hate You Give, why this is a movie they need to watch. So take your sip. Okay, give me a second. Give me a second. Is yeah, this my last stretch. sip? No. Mm, whatever. Okay, whatever you I, I didn't do. know if I need to chug it or <laughs> okay. Whatever you just a good good just a good hearty sip. That's what we'll Oh, I just thought of it, Kyla. Yeah. We'll just tell people a good hearty sip. There you go. We don't chug. We'll just say a good a good, good sip. sip. Okay. So yeah, get you a good sip. All right. Stretch a little Kyla, bit. Kyla, you got twenty seconds. I got twenty seconds. All right, Cassidy, in three, two, one, go. Okay. I believe that everyone should see the hate you give because it talks a lot about a um racial profiling, stereotyping. It talks about the system we kind of live in in America, and it gives you like that lens of the black experience, which is so often neglected in history books in America. It's neglected on TV. It's neglected basically a lot of places. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, that was a quick Ooh. twenty seconds. Twenty seconds is fast. Quick. Fast. Oh, I, I love it. I love you it. So, you you gave a lot though. You gave a lot in that twenty seconds. You did. You did. You you did. You did well. You did well. Okay, I'm glad um, I was about to go into my whole thesis right there. <laughs> oh man. Well, here you go. Here's your last ditch effort. Any 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 lasting uh, words or anything you want to say in regards to this movie? They should make it a series. I agree with them. A series would be nice. Because <laughs> I would binge watch the whole thing. This. Please turn this movie into a series. Please. Netflix. No, no, no. If you're watching this, give Justin money so he can turn it there into a go. series. Because I've already, I've already got the first season mapped out. So I, I've got y'all. Don't even worry about it. Yes, please. Please. Um, well, Cassidy, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you introduced us to some lovely sangria wine. Um, I will be honest, the bottle is tapped. So oh. it has been a good night. Um Kyla, you got anything? Uh, Cassie, uh, it's great to hear from you again. Um, maybe hopefully next time we do this again, I'll actually get to see you. Um, I hope you're doing well, staying safe. And it's been a pleasure talking with you about your favorite movie. Oh, thanks. That was great, guys. <laughs> so, Cassidy, real quick, I know you do a lot of things in the community. You talked about Maverick doing things, but I know you do things yourself. Is there anything that you want to plug or highlight in ways that people can help the city of Louisville at this time? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So, um, I am actually still collecting clothes donations for the homeless population right now. So through, um, the hope initiative, me and my friends kind of created it when we were, um, in school. So we're still collecting clothing donations in the winter. We collected like over a thousand items. And then we're also doing like homeless um, bags for the homeless. So like hand sanitizer, wipes, gloves, anything like that, because everybody is affected by, but like those people who are in marginalized communities are affected a little bit more greater. So mm -hmm. we're just trying to give out resources for them and please plug it because that way I don't have to use my grad school money. to do something. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So how can they find you and how can they find ways in which they can donate? The Instagram is hope initiative. 502 and the gmail is hope initiative 502 at gmail.com excellent excellent so they can reach out to you guys and you can definitely direct them on how to give what to give and any needs that are needed in the city correct yes correct fantastic fantastic well um on behalf of kyla this has been another episode of sips and scripts uh thank you all for listening and as always uh drink responsibly
All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Cassidy. Something for my godson Elijah and a little girl named Corinne. Say the black of the better, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the